This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. It's still always unsettling being told that the recording is in prosperous. Mike Zuber, how is it going on this fantastic Friday? Why not two amazing experts? Because three would just be too many. Yes, I agree. Three would be too many. <laughs> How's it going, Mike? Oh, it's going wonderful. It's uh, every day Saturday. It looks like it's going to be a great day outside. It's awesome. Yeah. So in case you've missed it, that is Mike's version of flexing. Um, it's it's <laughs> it's pretty cool. I look forward to flexing like that someday too. Um, as does, by the way, the little lumberjack landlord on the t-shirt. I know you can't really I zoom in that. on that, but yeah, that's what we got now. So, you know, we're now, we're now sporting some teas. I don't know if we'll make them available yet because I just don't know if anybody really wants a picture of my caricature <laughs> mug on their, on their shirt. Um, as opposed to a house with a one on it, which I think is a good idea, you know, but uh, I got tortured about it. So I, I finally came up with something, but uh, yeah. So guys, thanks so much for joining us today. The purpose of our sessions today is obviously to make you more prepared or make you smarter when it comes to real estate. So the first thing that we, Mike and I always have to go through and always talk about is the numbers. What's the market? Because after all, if we're going to buy a house, we have to participate in the market. So Mike, the affordability index numbers are out for my lovely area. And I know that you constantly are watching that from Fresno. Any moves? What were the things that you took away from some of the feedback that you saw about your market in this last week? Yeah, so the affordability index is down in my market. Yep. Uh, and it's down for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, you got to remember that affordability is made up of three factors, average income, price, and interest rate. And actually all three of those have been up. It's just not at the same rate, right? So income's up or slightly, prices are up crazy, something like 15 or 17%. Yeah. And then interest rates were up slightly. So we went from, I think it was 48, the last time I saw it to 44, which okay. is a pretty significant move it's for a, big a month. Move. It's for a big month. move. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not concerned yet until it gets in the low 20s yep. uh, in my market. And again, you can look back over decades and, and you can you can put the two charts together. And yeah, I, I, I guess I'm, I keep watching it because it's that that move was, you know, usually it's one or two and moved four points in a month. So interesting. Yeah. So we are now down to 06 levels. Eee. We are a nine. 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 like this many yep <laughs> yep yeah new yeah, hampshire so, new hampshire tracks cheap. between like zero and 300 but how it okay. correlates to your affordability index okay. is basically you can get below 100 but then it's i mean then it's basically like yours getting below zero okay, so if you take the 100 out and then use that number for my market that's what it equates to from a fresno perspective and so my my number is a nine it's a 109, but that's a, that equals a nine. Yeah, I got you. So yeah. again, in my world, not knowing anything about your market, yep. I would say that's a seller's market. I would say stuff is uh, richly priced yes. and very tough to do deals. That's what I would be saying. 
Yep. Yeah. The average sales price of a home was a hundred and over 101% of ask. Oh, Jesus. Wow. And I think that that number will go, I think that number will continue to go up. And that's with even people knowing what this market is and getting nuts, like just putting these crazy, insane numbers on their houses where you're like, it's, wow. it's a multifamily. It doesn't cash flow. I don't know who's going to buy it for that unless they're just looking to park money. And now it's dated, like what we talk about, right? Which is a class, new, fresh, clean, always sells. B, if it's clean and somewhat modern, it will sell. The mm -hmm. C stuff that's now super dated needs some work, but they're still asking those full price mm -hmm. type of numbers for. That's the stuff, obviously, that we're finally starting to see sitting. Okay. Um, inventory doubled. Yeah, I from, got it. Yeah, I yeah. told you this is coming. Yep. Yeah, yeah. it's doubled. what we've talked about right for months is we're going to start to see people free up, start to see people throw some things on the market. The issue is, is that we're still way past where we normally are for acquisition. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we still only have, we have uh, 20, uh, 25 days of supply, mm. 25 days of supply on the market, even with where we're at now. And we know six months is healthy. So we're far yeah. away from being healthy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Cause I think, I think we're going to, again, this, this crisis we've been in for the last 14 months is not going to be normal. No. I suspect what, what's going to happen very quickly is more listings will actually beget more listings. Yes. Right. So your, your inventory doubled, you're going to see more and more owners go, Oh my God, you know, Sally and, and, and Joe have listed their house. We need That's to right. list ours. And you know, inventory is going to double again, which in the beginning it won't impact prices, but days on market will expand. Uh, and then what we'll start to see is price drops, especially in that C category, because yep. it'll just sit, right? The C stuff won't sell. Right. So I think it's going to be very interesting, right? What might happen in six months or less is your nine might go to 22. Right. Sure. Um, just given the, the balance change. So it's pretty interesting. I would love to see it, right? Because that's happening on closed stuff. And the more that you have to choose from, then hopefully you can meet the demand at least, right? For quality mm -hmm. product that then will get gobbled up pretty quickly. Um, but we all know, listen, this is, and you'll see a segment later, it's about the numbers. I'm not emotional. It's no. we're looking at some of these, you know, some of these and what they are is assets. We're looking at some yeah. of these assets and saying, it might be time to you know, move that asset because we're going to pay our 20% yep. capital gains and not 40% next year, right? Exactly. Yeah, that I get asked all the time, when do you sell, right? Lots of people talk about when to buy, which is obviously a focus and buy and hold sure. forever. But sure. if you've read my book or heard my story, I will gladly sell anything I own that is overpriced. Yes. And, yep. and if my market was a nine, dude, I'd sell, no lie, 70% of my inventory. Yeah. Yep. Probably. Yeah. I yeah. I think, I think, some, but. I think for us where, you know, there's some, there's some properties for us that are very unique. So when, so in the older new England towns, you'll see a lot of these side-by-side -side duplexes. Mm -hmm. And so you buy them as a duplex, you use them as a duplex, you rent them as a duplex. But then what ends up happening is, is that everybody wants to live downtown. Well, then they mm -hmm. don't want to rent them. They don't, then they want to buy. So there's a town just South of us. That's, you know, great little, you know, great little town. Um, you know, and, you know, old, quaint, old and kind of quaint, but now kind of a bustling, a little bit of a bustling mm -hmm. metropolis now with a lot of, you know, new money coming to the town, but mm -hmm. used to buy a duplex there, you know, 30 years ago, you could buy that duplex for about 200 grand. And now they condo them and half of that duplex now costs you a million three. 
Yeah. Well, I hope you own a couple of those. Um, not in that town, but I own a couple, uh, a number of those in my town, which is the next town up. And so that's there what we're studying. So that's why for me, that's kind of the part of the portfolio where it's got some intrinsic value and something special sure. about it and watching some, what some of these other markets have done where I say, you know what? That's an asset that I still need to hold. Oh, for be- sure. Because those guys look back now. And if you sold that stuff, you know, 15 years ago in, in the town south of us, if you sold that stuff 15 years ago, you are crying right now because yeah. you might've made a couple hundred grand and think you crushed it and you could have made a couple million, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. There's definitely some stuff that I wouldn't sell. There's some stuff in the right part of town, the right yep. area been updated. But again, if you're at nine in my market, shoot, my market's 19. Um, yeah. You better believe I'd be selling a pretty yeah. and I th- part. And I think it has to be, I think the other key thing is, like I said, it has to be really contrived. It has to be very much planned, right? Because you know, mm-hmm. as soon as you go to sell something, you know, you're going to have to do some work on the inspection and mm-hmm. there's always a little, little list. And so you don't want to do more than what you can handle to get kind of through that list. Um, but yeah, we're looking at it. And so strategically, we're going to let some, we're going to sell some properties because we know the market's right. And it doesn't mean that the other person on the other side of the transaction is going to lose. They're going to mm-hmm. win. Yeah. We're just, we're just willing to look at it and say, we're going to take some of our, you know, some of our cash off the, off the, you know, off the table and, you know, put it on the sidelines for reinvestment into other assets that might be undervalued, much like what Mike did when he 1031 all those singles into the magic of 80 units. Yeah. You know? The other thing that, uh, that I did, I did sell, I sold one, I sold my, my problem property. Everybody has one. Yeah. If you have enough properties, you just have that one. That's a headache. Yep. And, uh, you know, after beating on this property for better part of a decade and it just never worked out. We did sell that one. We listed that this summer and got over asking and, and sold that one. Yep. But yeah, for me, it's about price. If you want to overpay and then, you know, occasionally I will look at the bottom and go, Hey, which one is, you know, a problem and, and get rid of that too. But those are the only reasons I sell because my intention is to hold it forever. It's Absolutely. so hard to find a deal, Yep. but you know, every once in a while we'll, we'll call the herd if you will. Yeah. It's, and it's just like anything else, right? You know, you prune, you prune bushes and you, yeah. you, know, you prune your portfolio so you can spur yourself onto growth and recognizing that there might be opportunity in another asset class still within real estate, mm-hmm. but another asset class that you say, Hey, you know what, this is a up and coming part of town that I think is really going to start to deliver, or they're doing, you know, they're bringing, you know, grand transportation or, or, you know, um, uh, city transportation into the area. And so that makes it, that's going to make it more valuable. There's always those things you can look at. And the key is, Having the asset, having done the right thing 10, 12, 15 years ago, acquiring that asset, now that asset is this asset that is extremely loaded with dollars that can be pulled from, a ton of equity mm-hmm. sitting in that property. And in some cases, you can just pull some of the equity if the numbers still work and refi and all that good stuff. But in other cases, it just makes sense to move on from the asset altogether and have and be free and clear. Well, this is this is what uh, changing up all the potential tax and you know real estate goodies right. that they're talking about next year. It kind of forces you to make a decision, right? And I, I've been very clear. I think there will be some sales that happen this year because you're like, hey, I'm going to get out before the you know before the forty percent. And then if this was next year, I, I'm going to keep a lot more next year. Yeah. I don't think I I may not sell a single property the next couple of years, uh, betting on the fact that. Um, you know, when the administration changes again, it'll just reverse. I, I won't be selling anything when I got to pay a 53% capital. <laughs> I, I'm not selling. I'm not. If I die, I die, you? but I'm not yeah, selling. Yeah, exactly. Like why? And that's exactly it. Like in New Hampshire, the nice thing is we don't have that income tax. And so the only thing that we would owe is capital gains. 
Yeah. So it's just 20%. I'm and not selling. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, with it, with a 53 nut hanging over your head. No way. Are you kidding me? I'm going to give half of it to the freaking government. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, the None. good news is, is that, I mean, you could be giving half of your money to the meet Kevin Pafrath governorship. So you could have that. that going instead of Gavin, you know? I so it. <laughs> it's interesting. He's actually running as a Democrat, which is, which is actually pretty, it's interesting because maybe he'll pull some votes away from Gavin yeah. and let a Republican win. We'll see. It'll be if, interesting. If we know anything about me, Kevin, he agonized over all the analytics for probably oh, yeah. a week and ran 19,732 scenarios. Yeah. I mean, you get, I can't, I never take away from the guy. He's as sharp as hell, thorough as oh, they yeah. get. And yeah. just honestly, a guy like that, it will be illegal for them to get into office because <laughs> they're just, they're too efficient. They know too much. They can fix too many yeah. things in too short a yeah. time. Yeah. I actually listened to his, you know, his, his little speech. He's, he's got some very good ideas. I thought, you know, Agreed. if he wins awesome, um, but it, you know, hopefully other people around him go, you know what, that's a pretty good idea. I'm going to steal that one. Right. So, yeah. uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. I hope he ends up on the ballot. I hope it, he does. It, I mean, just shows you the power, right. Of social yeah. media today. Unbelievable. Just, yeah. But the other thing, when I hear him talk, he does not scream Democrat. No, I would have guessed not. he ran as a Republican. Sure. But I think he did it on purpose because he's like, I'm going to run as a Democrat. The other Democratic parties, I'm not going to put anybody else on. I'm going to go there so I can take votes away from Gavin. I'm like, genius. <laughs> like I said, of those 19,732 scenarios, I know that he came up with the one he did for a reason. So I'm just interested in seeing it unfold. Yeah. So Mike, any other thoughts on the market and what we're covering today in this segment? No, know your numbers, do the math. And uh, if you live in California, vote for Kevin. What is his name? Pafrath. Pafrath. Meet Kevin. Pafrath. <laughs> exactly. And I agree. If I lived in California, I would vote Kevin as well, because clearly he's got a lot more uh, powerful and new ideas than yeah. anybody else that's there right now. Yeah. But anybody yeah. but Gavin, as far as I'm concerned, anybody but Gavin. <laughs> It's nice when you're just using your vote against somebody yeah, as opposed anybody to but somebody. Him. Yeah, anybody but him. Yeah. Got him. Well, well, welcome to U.S. elections for the last 20 years. Dear yeah, God. No joke. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Mike, where can everybody find you, my friend? Go to Google and type in one rental at a time. You should find me all over. Yeah, guys, it's really good stuff. Obviously, we'd love for you to subscribe and put a ton of time, effort, and energy into doing our homework, doing our work to make sure that you can use that as an input and at least understand where you need to be going and searching and looking for that same type of data that we're looking at to consider as you make your path and jumping on the ladder. So, Mike, thanks so much for the time today. Everybody, please subscribe, and we'll see you in segment number two next. Thanks so much, Mike.